The Arizona Diamondbacks are taking on the San Francisco Giants this Wednesday, June the 16th. I'm Allie Burns from Picks and Parlays, and I've got Ross Benjamin here with us today to give us the free pick on this game. How's it going, Ross? It's going great, Allie. How about yourself? Things are good. I mean, it's hot in Vegas. We're excessive heat warning, 115 all week long. So it's hot, but hey, what are you going to do? It's Vegas, hey. right? So we've got D-backs at the Giants. Uh, Giants are a big favorite here, minus 169. That's a rough number to lay. Um, total is eight. Diamondbacks are starting Merrill Kelly. Giants have got Desclafani on the mound. What are you thinking about this one, Ross? What's the play? I think it's going to be a blowout, but uh, you know me, I will not use a money line favorite um, that high. So I'm going to use the run line here, and I'm going to favor the hometown Giants. And I'll tell you why. Let's start with this, Ellie. How about Arizona has lost 20 straight games on the road? That's right, 0-20 in their last 20 on the road going into Tuesday evening when we're um, filming as we speak. And uh, 16 of those 20 losses – have come by two runs or more. So, and Merrill Kelly, seven road starts this year, not very good. A 613 ERA has been vulnerable, giving up the long ball throughout his career. I think he'll give up at least one here, possibly two. And Anthony DeSclefani has pitched very well for San Francisco this year. He had one bad outing that has moved his ERA up. Otherwise, he's pitched a lot better than that current ERA shows, and his current ERA isn't bad. Four starts versus Arizona since 2016. In those four starts, he averaged 7.3 innings pitch per start. And how about an 0.93 ERA and an 0.52 whip against the Diamondbacks in those four starts? So he's absolutely dominated them in his recent career. And uh, this is also a... Uh, Starting right-handed pitcher in DeSclafani, who only allows 1.6 walks per game in Arizona this year, 0-12 against good control pitchers on the road. And when I say good control pitchers, those are deemed to be starting pitchers who allow 1.75 or less walks per start. I'm going with San Francisco here, my minus 1.5, plus 125 on the run line over the Arizona Diamondbacks. I can't say that I blame you. I mean, everything you said is totally right. <laughs> You're spot on as usual, Ross Benjamin. And then even the Giants against the run line, 17 and 11 at home, cash in that run line. Um, so I can't talk you off of this one. In fact, I'm going to probably bet on it with you, friend. Uh, so Ross Benjamin, free play for the Diamondbacks at the Giants. We're going to roll with the San Francisco Giants plus 125 on the run line. Game five of the NBA playoffs when the Atlanta Hawks take on the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, and this is really one of the better matchups for me that I've enjoyed watching through the series or, or through the season. So Hawks are at the 76ers. They're tied two to two going into game five. I'm showing Philly at a minus six and I've got a, a total of 223 and a half. So what are you looking at in this one? I'm looking at Philly to bounce back in a big way here. Look, they're going to be in a sour mood. This is a 76ers team that was up 2-1 in game four and had an 18-point lead in the second half and ended up losing that game 103-100. to um, So they've been good bouncing back off a loss, especially at home. As a matter of fact, uh, the 76ers, strong home court to start with, Ellie. How about since last year, 62-10 and straight up at home? And that's true home games, not home games in the bubble. 
and uh, 42-26 against the spread in those contests. And this is also a Philadelphia team, 8-0 straight up in ATS, and their last eight this year is a favorite of 10.5 or less when coming off a straight-up loss. So uh, real good situation here for the 76ers. And uh, despite the game four loss, uh, this they held Atlanta to 36% shooting from the field. And uh, if not for that terrible second-half shooting performance, they would have walked away with a 3-1 series lead. I don't think that's going to happen again. As a matter of fact, on a positive note for Philadelphia, over the last three games, Ellie, they've knocked down 44% of their three-point tries. I think that will be the deciding difference here. I think Joel Embiid will make up for a terrible fourth quarter in the last game. And I like Philadelphia to not only cover, but win this game handily. I'm going to lay the six points with the 76ers over Atlanta. All right. You heard it here first. We're laying six points with Philly in this one. Ross, how's it going over the site? How'd NBA treat you? How's your baseball looking this season? We're good. I mean, again, I started at Picks and Parleys on the 15th, and I'm awful glad I uh, parted the cast and team there. I mean, not only working with fine people like yourself, Ellie, but a lot of great handicappers, as you well know, because uh, you've dealt with all of them. But the NBA right now, number two nationally, uh, that's not going to be shown at picks and parlays. It's monitored at an independent site. Same picks I give out on every site. I just started giving them out there on the 15th. So second nationally in the NBA, close to 58% for the year. And people who know sports better know 58% for an entire year. In a specific sport, you can make a lot of money uh, unless you're stupid with your money management. And you need to be smart with money management. Money management is the hardest part of doing this job. We're taking the Sixers minus six at home on Wednesday. Just a reminder, don't forget to use our promo code podcast. It'll save you 20% off of all packages or subscriptions. I've got a baseball two-teamer. The Yankees are taking on the Blue Jays. The Orioles are at the Indians with Nick Parsons from the Insiders Room here to give us the free play. What's going on, Nick? Ah, oh, not much. Yeah, looking forward to uh, these two team parlays. I always enjoy giving these these out. Uh, of course, both of these favorites have to win for the uh, for the wager to win, and then if that happens, you are in the trade off is you pay a much better price. Of course. So let's start out with the Yankees. They are at the Blue Jays. What's your play on this one? Well, I'm choosing yeah the two big favorites here, and so the first game I'm looking at yeah is Garrett Cole. If I could just bring up my notes here really quickly, I mean yeah Cole last year he had a down year last year in the COVID situation. It was his first year in New York there, but he is uh, firing on all cylinders again here. He's seven and three with a 2.31 ERA. He has a 0.87 WHIP. He has the third highest strikeout per nine innings rate in the American League with 12.5 per nine average. Uh, he most recently dominated the Twins on Wednesday. He gave up two runs and struck out nine over six innings. And yeah, he's four and one with a 2.37 ERA on the road. And so he faces Stripling of Toronto, who has definitely been pretty pedestrian. He's two and three with a 4.91 ERA. He's coming off a poor start against the Red Sox. Lucky to get a no decision. He gave up five runs over five innings. And he has now failed to complete six innings in three straight. So, yeah, I think that uh, I definitely like Cole here in the first part of this uh, two-team Moneyline Parlay on Wednesday. And then the second part here is with uh, Aaron Savale and the Indians at home. 
Showing Indians as the favorite here at a minus 153, and we've got a total of eight on this one. What do you got here? Savale, I really like Savale here at home. He's 9-2 and two with a 3.17 ERA, a 1.0 whip. He most recently went eight scoreless against the Mariners. He gave up one hit, and he struck out 11. I mean, at some point, he's going to have a letdown here, obviously, Ali, but I just don't think it's going to be here against Baltimore. Uh, Baltimore's offense is just an on-again, off-again sort of offense here. Uh, Savale's been particularly strong at home as well. He's gone four and one with a 2.62 ERA. And so then he faces Aiken. Uh, he's 0 and one with a 4.13 ERA. He most recently gave up three runs over four innings in a loss to the Rays on Friday. Uh, I mean, what can you say about Aiken here, really? I mean, he, he hasn't been great on the road. The sample size is just really too small. I think he's in over his head here on the road facing the red hot Savale. And so that's my call in game two, Ali. I'm going with Garrett Cole and the Yankees in the first game, and I'm going with Aaron Savale and the Indians in the second game. Game two in the NHL playoffs is getting fired up. The Montreal Canadiens are at the Las Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah, game one. I mean, Vegas won that score by uh, by a score of four to one. I know you're in Vegas, Ali, so I guess you're probably out having fun watching that game. Only the first period. I was being responsible. I only went out for the first period, uh, big day on Tuesday. But uh, but yeah, it was an excellent game. Vegas is a huge favorite here again, minus 250. And we've got a total of five coming down from a five and a half. So what do you think is going on or going to happen in this game? Well, I mean, congratulations to all the Vegas fans out there. But yeah, as you've mentioned, there wasn't really any value taking Vegas on the money line in game one. It was a, you know, a minus 200 favorite there. Montreal on the on the money line, it did seem sort of like a, a decent uh, wager, perhaps there. Uh, they'd been playing so well. Uh, plus, you know, uh, the Islanders had knocked off the Lightning on the road as a big underdog the night previous. But then, yeah, I mean, Vegas rolled to a four to one victory. It dominated on both ends of the ice. I did have a play on that game, of course. Obviously, I had the under, uh, so I guess I was a little bit lucky. Uh, to get that one. It was 4-1 with about eight minutes left. Uh, there were no empty netters or anything. So yeah, my call in game one was the under five and a half goals, but in game two, Ali, I'm going the other way here for sure. I expect a much more wide open affair from the Canadiens. They're going to look to push the pace here. They're going to try to even this series before it goes back to Montreal. For the Canadiens, I mean, up to this point, their winning formula has been, you know, waiting patiently for their opponent to make the first mistake. And so they have this incredibly disciplined style of play combined with their really fantastic defensive play and goaltending. But now, you know, they face a mirror image of themselves in the Knights who are even better on the defensive end and who are even more disciplined. So, you know, what's worked for Montreal up to this point, it's not going to work anymore. Las Vegas is the most disciplined, the best defensive team in the league. It's the number three offensive team in the league. So yeah, as a situational capper alley, I thought game one set up well as an under, but in game two, I think Montreal has to get more creative. It's going to have to push the pace offensively here. And so, yeah, my strongest call in game two of this, uh, this matchup here of this series is on the over five goals. All right, over five goals we will go. I agree with this. I mean, it's kind of like those game ones seem like they're like filler, feeler outer kind of games. But then game two, it's someone's down and they need to get back up. So I like this play. We're going to take it over five goals in the Canadians at the Golden Knights.